0: Hello and welcome back to Travel Day, Episode 7. Unreal that we are at 7 episodes already, but with that being said, I am Jackson Van Pelt, your host here with Nolan Faber. Tonight, we've got a, a good one. If you, I think it's great, actually. I'll say a great one. Uh, we got Iowa recap over Wisconsin this past Saturday, along with ISU's game over Cincinnati, our AP Top 25 segment, and pick'ems as usual. Uh, we'll get into the MLB uh, DS winners and some CS happenings as the Phillies and the Diamondbacks are currently playing, and uh, we might get into some World Series predictions as well. Uh, we'll have trivia at the end, as we always do. Five questions. I will be the one asking uh, Nolan this time, and we've got a, a close race there, so stay tuned for that. But As we get into Iowa here, our first segment of the night, obviously not the best of wins, but a win nonetheless, Uh, 15-6 to victory over Wisconsin, one of the most boring games I've watched in a very long time. You shouldn't have much to talk about with this one. I really don't. I'm going to be real with everyone here that's listening, okay? I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have about seven uh, bullet points, and that is it, which is very, very low, considering usually I have closer to 15-20. to Uh, There's just really not much to talk about. It was a very back-and-forth defensive battle. It was a Big Ten West shootout, if you will, if you want to call it a shootout. It was more of a stalemate for the most part. But Iowa, I mean, running game was there at the end of the day. Running game was there. We had one big run, obviously, by the Sean Williams, but he did end up having 174 total yards on 25 carries, which is good to see. The offensive line is looking a lot better compared to uh, weeks past, so that's good to see. Deacon Hill only had 37 yards on six completions. And i won a football game with that, and I think that's I'd, amazing. I don't know how you can <laughs> win a football game with that. <laughs> I don't know either. But it, it, <laughs> and all these all these fans are, are, I mean, some of them are complaining or whatever. But like I say, I, and if you don't follow our Twitter, follow our Twitter. It's at Travel Day Pod. Um, every post game and every time we win, I say a win is a win, no matter what happens. I say a win is a win because at the end of the day, that's what matters, and that's what gives us bragging rights over other fan bases. So that's all I really need in life.
1: I think Iowa should. Do they have a poster in their locker room that says a win is a win?
0: They should if they don't, and they should have my face on it because I say it all the time. That that's just, just not for Iowa. I say it yeah, for everything.
1: That should just be Iowa's slogan for the next 20 years or something. A win <laughs> is a win, or as long as the fair are there.
0: So obviously the offense was just pitiful. On, 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 a, on a big note that honestly surprised me as I looked at it right now, 237 total yards of offense, obviously all but 37 of those on the ground. Passing yards, like I said, only 37 to Iowa's name under Deacon Hill, with Wisconsin having 228, which is kind of a lot if you're if, if I'm being honest. Uh, our secondary kind of let up a lot of passing yards, but the rushing yards held them to 96, yeah. which was huge. Uh, mostly, I would say up front uh, for yeah. Iowa's D line, so that was great to see. Yards per play, we got beat 4.2 to 3.8, whatever. Uh, we got beaten pretty much everything you can think of except third down efficiency. I'm going to be real with you, uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, look, listen to this, right? Ten punts to eight punts. Iowa had more, okay? But I think Tory Taylor should be a Heisman candidate because he is winning us ball games because of the um what is the word I'm looking? Field for? Field position game. Field position game. That's right. And those like hidden he's yards. Just, he's just he boots everything and it's awesome. And that's why we have shirts made for him, because he's a vital part of our team, to be honest with you. He might be our best player, and I'm not even exaggerating. I
1: think he's I think he's still kind of underrated though on that aspect. I think people still forget about him. But until you I'm like forget
0: act- about Tory Taylor,
1: well, yeah. But until like
0: people actually watch an Iowa game, that's when he like actually sticks out. I would agree. Um I would say that you know he's going to be an important part of every. He's going to be important part of every game because yeah. let's be real, we're punting seven to twelve times a game. Like, with yeah. this offense, this if is the worst offense. If Iowa it. finds a way to get to the Big Ten championship, it'll be because of I don't Florida even Taylor. want to talk about that, dude. I've seen that on Twitter, too, and I, I don't even want to talk about it. Because would it be great if we got there? Of course it would. Would it be good to say, hey, we won the West. Possibly one of the worst divisions in all of college football.
1: Yeah, but this might be the last year where you guys actually have a, a legit You're shot right. of getting to the championship game.
0: That's Yes, as uh, those Pac-12 teams come in, they're going to go to a no-division structure, and so it's just going to be the top two teams, similar to the yeah. Big 12. So we
1: might just get Ohio and Michi- Ohio State and Michigan for like five straight years. Michigan? Dude,
0: I don't know. We got Washington and Oregon coming in. I don't know. Yeah, yeah they look pretty good. Anyway, on the last thing I kind of want to talk about here is just, uh, like we said, Deacon Hill, 37 yards, six receptions. At what point do we just give... Labus a try, Labus. I don't know how to say his last name. i top of my head. But what? At what point do we give him a try? Because quite frankly, we have nothing to lose at this point. If he sucks, we just keep running the football. And I—that's my biggest thing—is we're already Deacon's not doing much anyway. Might as well give the other kid a try. I mean, at if, least give him snaps. If Labus comes in and completes seven passes, he's already doing. He's better. He's already doing better for more than thirty-seven yards us. But still, like I think he—I don't know what his stats were that to Kentucky game last year in the bowl game, but I don't know how many how many passes he had or anything like that but I mean at this point you might as well give him a shot Deacon Hill's obviously not doing anything for us and he's just taking sacks back there when he does go back to pass so
1: he doesn't even try to get out of the way no not even try to make a play or anything
0: Eric all goes down with an injury in this game as well joining Luke Lachey on the um, injury list if you will I guess I don't know what they call it they don't really call it anything in college football but so that's two our two uh you know big tight ends going down you're um, only two real offensive, offensive threats, threats exactly. Um, so that's really you know disheartening to see. Uh, Ostrango is left off of the depth chart this week, and I believe it's Stilianos will be our tight end one. So we'll see how that goes. Um, they did list, list Deacon Hill as a QB1 with uh, Labas behind. So it'll be interesting to see what they do against Minnesota. It is a 2.30 kickoff at Kinnick, so that's going to be huge considering Minnesota has not won at Kinnick in this century. Yeah. I'm looking forward to hopefully having – that trophy once again and they can their boat can sink no rowing the boat all right we're going to get into uh the iowa state football game over cincinnati uh a pretty dominating victory for iowa state which i think was good to see
1: very dominating there's a lot of things to be happy about coming out of this game uh the big part is special teams was really good uh, Chase Contreras, I think, was three for three on field goals. Our punter was really good on Saturday as well. He only punted three times. Which well, that must be nice for the past for this season. Punting three times is a really good sign for Iowa State because mm-hmm. usually it's around eight to ten as well. Yep. The offense was really solid. Um, again, uh, Rocco was fifteen of twenty-five for two hundred forty-one yards and two touchdowns. His big target on Saturday was Jaden Higgins, who had a career day: six catches for one hundred seventy-two yards. I think he was like thirty or forty yards away from breaking the school record on Saturday. Really? Yeah, he was pretty <laughs> close. Um, he hit a long of seventy-five yards on a nice little, like fake dig route, and then just blew passes defender for that seventy-five yard gain. Um, Jalen Noel for three catches, twenty-four yards. Uh, the two touchdown passes were to two tight ends. Benjamin Bramer caught one in the in the second know, in man. the second quarter, I think. <laughs> um, and then this big shocker was Steve O'Clotz. Mm-hmm. He's usually the fullback. Yeah. But he got some tight end reps and he did catch a really nice touchdown. Awesome. I think he mossed the defender, too. <laughs> um, yeah. The big surprise from this game is what I've been asking Iowa State to do with Rocco Beck since they played Iowa, which to have him run the ball. Yeah. And when, because they actually gave him some design reads and read options and stuff, which really opened up the run game for the other running backs. Mm-hmm. Rocco had 10 Currys for 12 yards and he had a touchdown on a nice speed option uh Eli Sanders was the main back again 16 for 52 for 3.3 yards per carry but watching the game it felt like they were actually going downhill more were able to actually get those yards that we needed to get and not yeah. just getting stopped at the line of scrimmage or a lot more holes opened up Norton with six carries for 28 yards um Carson Hansen got a lot more snaps uh I think Abu Sama had a little stinger or something okay so he did come in a little bit but he wasn't for much action uh he did like they did have a pass play towards him but he got called back towards a penalty. So coming into the bye week, it's really good to get him healthy. Yeah.
0: A lot of momentum going yeah, into the bye week, very I think it's
1: huge. Like I said on Twitter, this is a really good sign for an Iowa State team going into this bye week preparing hopefully to win their next two games and be bowl eligible, which I thought would not be I the case. I didn't think it would be year. happening,
0: yeah. I think I said that in a, in a couple uh, weeks ago, a couple episodes ago. I was like I didn't see them getting in the bowl, but they've yeah. really turned it around offensively and I think that um You know, there's that conversation about oh, they're you know they're tied for second, or I mean technically they're in second by themselves, but I mean there's a lot of one-loss teams in the conference. A lot, and this week with the bye week, it will start to even itself out. I think
1: West Virginia and Oklahoma State play each other, both one-loss teams, so one team will go knock, be knocked down. But if you would have told me after Ohio, Iowa State was going to be in control of their own destiny to go to the Big 12 championship, I probably would have smacked you across the face <laughs> and then laughed
0: at you while you were on the ground. Could you imagine if Iowa and Iowa State both make their respective conference championships? I mean, both will get blown out of the water, probably. At least, eh. Iowa more so than Iowa State. Iowa State yeah. has already already seen Oklahoma, because Oklahoma yeah. will more than likely be that other team, but yeah. I still think they'll both get beat. But if you would have, I mean, that's just kind of crazy considering, you know, preseason Big Ten, you know, you were, Big Ten West, you were looking at Wisconsin, and they had Illinois in yeah. their running in Iowa, and now was you know, in sole possession of first place. Iowa State looked horrible coming out of the break, yeah. starting the season off. Well, and I, I
1: saw a tweet. It was after the Ohio loss. Yeah. I think whatever metric system that there is for deciding the projections to get to a bowl game, mm-hmm. um, Iowa State was around 25 to 27%. Yeesh. So that's really low. Yeah. And then after the TCU game, it it bumped up to 47%. Mm-hmm. So it was like 50-50 at that point. But then after their win against Cincinnati, it is now up to somewhere in the 70s percent. Talk about a jump. And I really do like their chances. You give John Hancock two weeks to prepare for a really bad Baylor team. I yeah. got them winning that game. Mm-hmm. Then you got Kansas at home. That'd be, I think that'll be a good game. That'll be a good game, but I just like the fact that it's at home. Mm-hmm. That atmosphere is really going to – I think it's going to bother Kansas and this defense is really going to bother Kansas as well.
0: Yeah. yeah. So next week Iowa State's on that buy, so that no one actually know has something to talk about. We're going to get he's going to get into uh, Iowa State basketball just a little bit. Yeah,
1: I'll talk about the roster coming in this year and then some non-conference games as well. Cuz if
0: if you guys, you know, on SoundCloud we have our logo up. If you see that logo, it actually has football, a football, a baseball and a basketball in it. So basketball's around the corner, ladies and gentlemen. So it's get like, ready. It's
1: like 20 days away or something. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty it's close. It's creeping
0: up on us, dude. The end of the year is coming. It's kind of wild. It's already October whatever. What is this? 20-something? The 16th. The 16th. Never mind. <laughs> but still, it's halfway through October, and that's kind of crazy. So yeah. We got midterms, man. It's getting nuts. All right, it's going to be time for the AP Top 25 and our pick First of all, we're going to start with the AP Top 25, as we always do. And I'm not going to lie to you, not a whole lot of movement from what I've seen, other than some surprise entries or re-entries into the top 25. We'll start with our top four. Didn't change at all. Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State, in that order, 1-4. to four. I think Michigan should have jumped Georgia.
1: You do? Yes. Uh, Georgia struggled with Vanderbilt till the fourth quarter. Oh, Michigan, you're right. And Michigan that. blew yeah. out whoever they played.
0: Okay. I don't think that'll happen until yeah. Georgia... I mean, I don't think that'll happen, and I mean, that could be your your Georgia
1: is looking risky now. They did lose Brock Bowers. Yes, he's going to need surgery. He's in his out ankle. for a couple weeks, three four weeks. to six weeks at yep. all. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, that's going to be a big blow for them. Washington moves up two spots to the five after their win over Oregon. That was a interesting. That was a game. really good game. it was a great game. uh Oklahoma down one to the six. Penn State down one to the seven. Makes sense. They had a bye yep. week. Bye weeks ten. Or I'm sorry, Texas up one to the eight. Oregon drops just one after that loss to Washington to the nine, So which isn't surprising. Yeah. North Carolina up two to the 10. Alabama stays at the 11. Oregon State moves up three spots to the 12. Ole Miss sitting pretty at that 13 spot, didn't move. Utah up two spots to the 14. Utah still confuses me, man. I don't understand that. They're five and one, so you, if yeah. you want to argue record, then... You can't because it, they got five wins. I think that's supposed to do with their defense as well. Yes, they are at USC for their next game this weekend. So that'll be another, another good test for USC. A true to test. see if they're legit. Yep. Notre Dame up six spots to the fifteen. Another team that's kind of confusing if you're if I'm being honest, just because of how they've played the last couple weeks and they come out and they beat USC it's by, Been a
1: real roller coaster every year so yep. far for Notre Dame.
0: Um they are at the fifteen. Duke at the sixteen up one, Tennessee at the seventeen up two, USC after that lost to Notre Dame. Drops eight spots to the 18. Yeah. U- and USC
1: got really exposed in that I f- one. I
0: feel like they're, I don't want to say their college playoff hopes are gone, but they're definitely hindered. Well, now they're going to have to win out. They're going to have to win out and they're going to have to win big, if, if I'm being honest. They play some really tough opponents yep. coming up. I mean, they
1: got, of course, Utah, mm-hmm. but then they still got to play Washington and Oregon. Ooh, yeah. And then finish with UCLA. Yeah. So they finish with
0: three good. ranked teams. Not looking good for, for USC. LSU at the 19, up three spots. Missouri uh, sweeps in there at the twenty uh, this week. Louisville down seven spots to the twenty-one after their first loss of the season. They lost a pit. They lost a pit, and that's bad. That is Pitt really is bad. not very good. No. Um, Air Force in at the twenty-two, which is great to see. They're six and zero. From like what I've
1: seen, they've looked they've looked pretty good. I like Stats that team wise, a
0: lot. Yeah, I like that team a lot. Um, don't really think they've played anyone crazy yet, but it's Mountain West. Yeah, exactly. Tulane uh, in at that twenty-three spot. Uh, that's also new, and then, yeah. of course, we've got Iowa at the twenty-four because they totally deserve it. I don't know. You questioned it, but you can't argue six and one. Six and one, yeah. If we're gonna make the same argument as Utah being all the way up yeah. there at five and one, but like, man, this is a bad, really bad Iowa team. I, I saw a meme. It was, uh, it was a little video of a per, an
1: old person dragging their dog because they were tired and they didn't want to walk anymore. Yeah, and it I was, did see that. It was Iowa football yeah. over the old person, and then the AP top twenty-five, and the well, caption the, was, like, "Iowa just."
0: dragging EP They don't have a choice at this point. They're like, well, they're 6 and 1. We can't I don't know what else you to can do. You could
1: put undefeated James Madison in over them. I would agree with that, except uh, they
0: I think didn't, James so. Madison's
1: a better team than Iowa
0: right now. Probably. I bet James Madison would beat Iowa. Uh UCLA drops 7 spots down to the 25 after their loss. They lost to Oregon. State. Lost to Oregon State. So that's, a, that's kind of a big drop. That's a big drop for an Oregon State team that's actually pretty good and obviously yeah. up in the rankings. So uh but speaking of James Madison, they are uh that 26 spot if you will with 70 votes and that is double the next person in line next team in line. i did see a thing
1: too james madison this is their second year of d1 football Mm -hmm. and i think it said they were they've won 14 of their first 17 games yeah they should just
0: be allowed to be in a bowl because i think they're i mean they're good enough and they're good for the sport so you might as well just kind of let them in in my opinion but whatever all right we're gonna get into pickums now um i had a really rough week i'm just gonna preface this because uh looking over the scores on the espn app saturday night i was uh very, very unhappy. So, yeah. I'll let you kind of get into that real quick.
1: We both got James Madison Washington right. The Tennessee-Texas A&M game, I picked Tennessee, and then you've picked
0: Texas A&M, and that was wrong. Uh, I think <laughs> yes. the big shocker for
1: both of us was Kansas
0: losing to Oklahoma State. Yeah, that was a big... I mean, it was a big upset, but it was, yeah. it was just... Not like Kansas. I don't know. Oklahoma State's yeah. obviously not good of a team. So, they lost to Iowa State. So The Big 12 is just really weird right it's now. It's really strange. Besides Oklahoma. Yeah, and yeah. Texas. Well, Texas yeah. lost, too. To Oklahoma. Yeah, but... It's I different. I don't know. It's different. Oklahoma's the only one, in my opinion, that's, like, top dog. Yeah. Like, no one else has well, yeah, in that conversation. Yeah. But, like, Texas... I don't know. Maybe Oklahoma did them in, but we'll see. Yeah. You did one-up me of Georgia State beating
1: Marshall. Let's go! Yeah. But I did, I did say Notre Dame was going to expose USC.
0: They did, and I of course they did. Was wrong about that. Yeah, it's unfortunate.
1: Um, we both got North Carolina right over Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, I got Missouri right over Kentucky, and I think in that one, I think I remember you saying you're just going to with the SEC team at home. But before that, you took Texas A&M over Tennessee. Who was that? I know that. I know. I remember I remember doing that,
0: too, but I was hoping that it would work out better.
1: And then we both got UCLA wrong and then we both picked Duke to win. So I was seven and three last week and he was five and five. Oh, my God. Uh, That brings my total to thirty four and sixteen since week three. Um and then Jackson is thirty and twenty.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. I do
1: have the tiebreaker by a lot right now. I have one four weeks to his one. Bro,
0: I'm not even, I don't even know why you're talking about tiebreaker because I feel so far behind it's not even funny.
1: Well, you gotta have one just in case it c-
0: I ever understand happens. you gotta have one, but I'm like, probably even talking about it at this point. Golly. Yeah. All right. Whatever. All
1: right, we'll go into week eight games right here. Yep. All right. We got first one. Big noon kickoff.
0: Number seven, oh, Penn man. State at Ohio State. Dude. This is such a tough one because Penn State looks fantabulous. Ohio State doesn't look – I mean, they look amazing, as they always do. They both look really good. Right, but but Ohio State doesn't look nearly as good as they have in year's past. But Ohio State's at home. I know. That's what kills me. Yes. I Uh. think
1: this game comes down to quarterback play. Yep. Penn Mm. State's quarterback, of course, is really good. Yes. I think he's a top pick next year if he enters the draft next year as a Mm -hmm. QB prospect. Mm -hmm. And then Ohio State – whoever their quarterback is, has been really iffy, I think, under their standards. Yep. Hasn't lived up to the hype as an Ohio State quarterback would. Yep. So I think whoever has a better quarterback play will win this game.
0: The winner of this game will, whoever, whenever that team plays Michigan, will more than likely be the Big Ten East championship, if you will, about who's going to take the East. Yes, I'm going to go with Ohio State at home. All right. You know what? I'll be fun. And take Penn State. I'll take Penn State. And you'll probably end up winning. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I'll remember this conversation. That's great. And I'm going to be down by even more. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, next, we got Memphis at UAB.
0: Memphis. Uh, I don't know why. I just – because why not, you know?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with Memphis I don't well. know anything
0: about those teams. Uh, next, we got Minnesota at Iowa. Iowa because I'm a homer and I don't care. And it's at Kinnick. And, again, Minnesota has not won there since – I don't even win, but it hasn't been this century, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, the uh, Iowa women's basketball team has more, has more wins, wins than Minnesota at Kinnick. Yes, and more than Brock Purdy. So just letting you know that one no, too. Not more wins than Minnesota. More wins than PJ Fleck. Sorry, yes, PJ Fleck. Yeah. My fault. But since 2000, yeah. more than Minnesota. Same thing basically.
1: All right, next we got
0: the Big 12 matchup we talked about a little bit earlier: mm-hmm. Oklahoma State at West Virginia. I got to take West Virginia at home. Oklahoma State still don't think they're, they're that good of a ball team. I think they got they got lucky against Kansas just a little bit, and um, Kansas didn't play their best ball. I got West Virginia in that one. I'm going to take Oklahoma State
1: in this one. Okay. Oklahoma State has looked – since they played Iowa State, they have looked really well. Yeah. Gundy's actually starting to turn that offense around a little bit. The defense is playing a little bit better, Mm -hmm. but still not very good. (laughs) That's just a a Gundy coach team. Defense is not going to be that good. I really like Oklahoma State's confidence coming to this one. I think they're really riding high, and I think they'll stay on that high for for this week at least. Okay.
0: Next, we got Toledo at Miami, Ohio. Random, what's the word? Yeah. match, Yeah. Matchup. There we go. That's what I was trying to say. Might as well just flip a coin. Yeah, honestly. I'm going to go with um, Miami of Ohio because they're at home.
1: I don't even know which team is good
0: in this situation. Neither do I, but I'm taking Miami of Ohio.
1: I'll do the same thing.
0: Okay. Go Miami, baby. Woohoo. I don't even know what their mascot is. I can't even say their mascot, dude. That's how little I know about these yeah. two teams. All right. Next, we got UTSA at FAU. Uh, I'm going to take UTSA. Um, you, FAU has not looked good this year at all. I believe they have, like, two wins as all. Well, so. You've watched FAU play this year? No, no, no. I've just no? seen it on Twitter and stuff.
1: All right. Um, I'll go with UTSA as well. UTSA has been, I think, one of the more consistent mm-hmm. uh, group of five teams. Yep. So I just like their chances better than FAU.
0: Next we got Ole Miss at Auburn. Going to take Ole Miss. Auburn, I I can't remember who they play this week, last week, because they didn't hang with them. No. It was a ranked SEC opponent. I can't remember who it was off the top of my head. Alabama? No, it wasn't Alabama. No. LSU. Okay, so they lost to LSU, and they, they didn't But they played close to Georgia the week before, which is really weird. But I still am taking not Auburn here. I'm taking Ole Miss because yes. I think Ole Miss is the better team by a lot. So This is going to be an offensive shootout. Yep.
1: I think Ole Miss has the better offense, mm-hmm. and I think they're going to score more points. Yep. That's how you win in football, I guess, too. <laughs> uh, next we got... Utah at USC. Will this be USC's redemption game? Um, I to me, I don't think so. You think Utah's taking it? Yes. I mm. just think Utah's defense is really gonna make Caleb Williams'
0: life really hard. You think they're better than Notre Dame's defense?
1: No. Okay. But he did. All, he struggled really bad against them. Yeah. He threw three or four picks. I think. Mm-hmm. I think he maybe throws one more, maybe two against Utah. Utah's defense is really good.
0: Yeah, we'll go with Utah. That, that, yeah. Ah man, that's USC at home too though. Yeah, I'll take Utah. I think I'm gonna regret that decision because I should have been different. But no, I'm I'm you know, giving into peer pressure and going with Utah, but it's okay. Next we got Clemson at Miami. Dude Florida. Florida. I yeah, Miami. I got that. I got that. Man, I don't know. Miami, sure, at home. Why not? I think they're pissed they've lost its the last two weeks. And Clemson obviously is not the best Clemson team we've seen. Uh, I'm so. going with Clemson. Okay, I think it
1: comes down to coaching, and was, You're a better, right. was a better coach. You're probably right. Just based off recent things with Miami, <laughs> I'm not going to be picky about it, but they don't like everyone knows. These, you know.
0: Last game, we got Georgia State at Louisiana. Okay. Uh, Georgia State, because they won me one last week. Let's go. I think they're like the Panthers or something. Go yeah. Panthers. Yeah, I'm going to go with Georgia State as well. I've been real
1: hit or miss with them. I've picked them, not picked them. <laughs> so I'm going to... Hopefully they come through with me this week and they win. Really not much difference in our picks. That's okay. So it'll be a really close week. We'll come down to Penn State and Ohio State, to Oklahoma State, West Virginia, and then So if Clems I win all Miami. three
0: of those, uh, that, that helps a lot. Yes. So, okay. That's good to know. So uh, those are our pick for week, what is this, week eight? Week eight. Holy crud, it's week eight already. That's crazy. So those are our uh, picks, and, um, you know, let's hope that Jackson can, you know, You know, helping out. Let's hope I can ride the hot train as I I keep going on this. You can get off the hot train. It's my turn. How about that? (laughs) Sure. All right, now it is our MLB segment. Um, Since we were last on here, we had DS winners uh, on both sides. We've got Phillies Diamondbacks now in the CS playing right now, actually. And we also have Rangers and Astros in the ALCS. So Rangers are up two games to none. They're real going, shock. Real me. shock after they. I mean, I I really like their chances once they took Verlander down. I mean, they won yes. the game that Verlander pitched. They're going back to Arlington, and it's going to be really tough, I think, for the Astros to come out of that with a three to two game lead for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think if the Rangers, you know, at least win one of those games, they've got a good shot of winning at least one in, in back in Houston. Yeah. My my guess is probably Rangers in six. That's my yeah. guess. Yeah. But. Maybe a more competitive seven, could be. But
1: I think Rangers pitching is really gonna be the strong suit in this series. Which
0: I I'd be cool with the Rangers one and four because I don't like the Astros. The Astros no, I are don't the either. Cheaters, so I'm a Dodgers
1: fan, and I will never
0: forgive the never Astros forgive for what That's they fine. did. I'll never forgive them just because of what they did for the sport. So yeah. Uh, the Phillies are playing the Diamondbacks right now. They are up five to three. The uh, Diamondbacks are trying to make a little bit of a comeback. It was five nothing. Uh, it is middle of the 7th, as we are saying these words right now, but I do like the Phillies in that matchup. I think they have better pitching. Yes,
1: the Phillies are just a better team overall. And
0: I think that the Phillies-Rangers would be a really, really fun World Series. That so.
1: will be a probably a real offense, offensive explosion yep. for that World Series.
0: Yeah, I think it'll make for really good TV, so that's the biggest thing. Yeah, that too. So those are kind of our, I mean, I mean, not a whole lot to go over. I mean, really, no. until until I think we know. The, I
1: think the really the biggest news of the postseason is the Braves getting knocked out. Braves getting knocked out, Dodgers Early. getting knocked out.
0: Dodgers getting swept. Absolutely swept. The the, the Diamondbacks have won five straight postseason I know. games. Rangers have won seven. These guys are crazy. No one expected this. No. At all. And I'm here for it. I love a crazy October postseason yeah. baseball, baby. I love it. Yeah. And I think Especially when the Cardinals aren't yeah. in
1: it. And I guess the main thing to take away is like people question the format, right? Ah, the format's not the issue. Nope. It is how do teams prepare when they have that little break? Nope. Because it is hard for players. They because they get into a rhythm. But I I can see it. It is hard. Teams are going hot. They get into a little rhythm, and then they get what a five day break. Yeah. Your timing coming gets a little messed up here and there. But it's the manager's job to get that team prepared for the postseason. I just hear a lot of excuses. Is all I'm hearing. So. I'm mostly blaming Dave Roberts because he wasn't really at their last two practices.
0: All right, it's time for the trivia segment. Uh, Five questions, as we do every week, and it is my turn to ask Nolan. Last week he asked me some Cardinals-related stuff. And keeping within that, uh, that genre, if you will, it will be dodgers related questions i believe do you have yeah. a score here you are 9 of 15 i'm 7 of 10 okay so this is gonna be a big week right here
1: and to be honest right i'm here. not feeling that confident because he thinks they're gonna be really hard and they're not that i mean they're they're kind of hard with baseball there's so much history i would agree it's, but that's why i think it's hard i haven't okay. started following the dodgers since. oh like, yeah 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 whatever okay. 2011
0: well, that's when hey, I started processing. If you processing name, me who, if you name me
1: who the opening day starter was in like I'm not gonna give or 2011, you that. I would say Chad Billingsley. Oh, well, I'm not gonna give you that anyway. So that's about matter. as far as my knowledge goes with
0: like current day like player names. <laughs> All right, first question. This one might be hard. I don't know. How many seasons did Tommy Lasorda manage the Dodgers? Oh
1: my God.
0: This could be difficult. I I realize this, but there will there will be some easy ones. I promise. Is there options for this? I can give you a range. All right, yeah, I'll take a range. The range is 15 to 30 years. It's going to be
1: in the 20s. Well, probably. My original guess was around 20 years to be,
0: was around that time. Okay. I'm going to go with 24. That is incorrect. It is 20 on the nose. Damn! I should have just gone with my gut. gut. Exactly. That is 20 years Tommy Lasorda managed the Dodgers. One of the greats. Number two. Who was the most recent Dodger to throw a perfect game? I will give you options since you know uh, I haven't started since fall in two thousand eleven is the first time. Number one, Clayton Kershaw. No. Number two, Hideo Nomo. I don't even know how to say his oh, name. Maybe. Number three, Fernando Valenzuela. I don't think and so. And number four, Sandy Koufax. Tough one. I'm gonna go. The face is thinking. Oh. He's staring off. The Hindu Nemo guy. No, it is Sandy Koufax. I
1: thought they would have thrown one somewhere in between there. I know,
0: there. I know. But no, Sandy Koufax was the last Dodger to throw a perfect game. Was he played for a while, or a while was, ago. So that was a long time ago, A long ago time too. ago. Number three. He's 0 for 2 so far, so I'm liking my odds. Who was the most recent Dodger to hit for the cycle? And if you want, I can give you options, I guess. Yes. Okay, since you're 0 for 2. Number one, Kike Hernandez. Number two cody bellinger number three matt kemp and number four chris taylor cody bellinger that is correct it is cody bellinger the last miami
1: 2017
0: sure dude i don't know doesn't tell me that information all i know is he is the last dodger to hit for the cycle back when cody bellinger was elite and actually i think it was was during during his rookie year yeah that sounds about right number four which of these players so i'll give you i'll give you you multiple choice Has a number retired by the Dodgers, but is not in the Hall of Fame, the MLB Hall of Fame. Okay. Number one, Pee Wee Reese. Number two, Jim Gilliam. Number three, Duke Snyder. Or number four, they're all in the Hall of Fame. And it's a trick question. Curveball. Uh, I think Pee Wee Reese is a Hall of Famer. Duke Snyder is obviously a Hall of Famer. Mm Mm-hmm. So now it just comes down to the one. Oh, boy. 50-50 A 50 50 shot, or is it a 50 you know 50 shot? I'm going to go with know. Jim Gilliam because I've I never heard of him. That is correct. Jim Gilliam is not a Hall of Famer, but does have his uh, number retired by the Dodgers. Good for him. Good for him, you know. I don't know who he is, but good for him. Two for 4 So he's We're tied. It, We're he's, tied at he's least he's now. Brought it back a little bit. I'm not liking this. So this is call comes down to this final question Which Dodgers pitcher holds the record for the longest scoreless inning streak? Oral Hurst, that is correct i wouldn't even have to give him options unfortunate i didn't think it's it'd be like, that it's easy it's like 54 56 innings that's kind of crazy that's a lot of outs i think it's the longest of all time to be honest really i think so dang i'll look that up but yeah that is uh, three out of five for nolan unfortunately i thought that was i was going in a right really good direction for me over two and then he came back about three in a row but i think we're what am i are you up by one now Yes, so yeah, and his Oral Hershiser, uh, fif- fifty-nine consecutive innings. Wow! So fifty-nine is the answer for is Oral Hershiser's uh, streak there, yeah. and it, is it was the during their nineteen eighty-eight World Series right? Jeepers! So no one still leads the trivia, but after you know the same amount of weeks now, yep. after three, I believe three weeks each. Yep, three weeks. We have a very close game here, which is more than I can say for the Pickhams. So you know, at least I got something going for me. Yeah.
1: You got something good rolling right now.
0: <laughs> but anyway, that will wrap up episode seven of travel day. Next week, we will bring you, um, the same stuff we do a lot. And that is the Iowa, Iowa recap. Iowa state's on a bye, but you will we'll hear about, about basketball, a basketball. Yeah. Uh, basketball, new sport. It'll be great. Nolan will be asking some trivia questions and we'll, uh, get into MLB just a little bit. I mean, it'll get, it'll dwindle down as they go. Cause teams get eliminated. So But with that being said, we thank you guys so much for listening. This has been Jackson Van Pelt and Nolan Faber from Travel Day. Goodbye.